are listening to the Be The Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison. How are you guys doing today? It's exciting. Each week, Be The Bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding. But I'm going to do it in the spirit of love. We believe understanding can move us toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial unity. Latasha Morrison is the founder of Be The Bridge, which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end. Well, today, Be The Bridge community, we have a special treat. Um, it is now 2024, and we have some special guests from the Be The Bridge community that I want to introduce you to. And we're going to talk to you kind of like creating a pathway of hope this year. There's so much that is happening right now in our world, in our lives, personally. So even as the stuff that's happening in the world, just know that people are dealing with just as much in their personal lives, in their community, and within their families. And so I have um, the chief operating officer of Be The Bridge that's on with us today, Mr. Micah Smith. Say hello. Hi, nice to be here with you. And I have the CTO, Chief Transformation Officer, here with us today. And so um, we are introducing you to her probably for the first time. Her name is Tangie Johnson. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Listen, and so we are here um, just to kind of give some guidance for um, this 2024 year. Uh, we just ended a campaign um, and it was powerful. Um, it was successful. Speaking of. <laughs> um, and it was called Empowered by Hope. Um, because we have to have hope in this work that we do um, to persevere. Without hope, listen, let me tell you, I know a lot, and this is not, I'm not talking about optimism. That's that's emptiness. I'm talking about where our hope comes from, our faith in Jesus. Like that is what keeps us going um, because of the promises of God that keeps us going in this work. And the work we do ultimately is the work of hope. The work of, um, of Be The Bridge is that work of hope with anticipation, waiting. Um, we are... Um, pouring into communities. We are equipping in communities, inspiring communities, partnering with communities. Um, and how do we see hope at work? Um, how do you see the hope in the work of Be The Bridge? Like, you know, you guys have a, a very, um, a different view from some of the people that are listening who are in the trenches. I was just talking with someone and they were taught, they are a speaker and they were like, be the bridge is everywhere, you know? And I'm thinking like, okay, is he talking about the book? Yeah, the book needs to be everywhere. What is he talking about? But he was talking about the people. He was talking about the work that the people are doing, the people who are listening to this podcast, the people who are in their communities, in their churches, um, you know, in their organizations that are leading in this work. They're, they're taking the content that we are creating and they are living it out and they are um, 
helping um, um, with the formation of other people um, to do this um, good work, um, this whole work, this work of restoration, this work of redemption, um, this work that can reconcile. That's that is what's happening. And so um, he was just saying that he was in this rural part of the state. And he says, no matter where I am, And when I start talking about this, someone comes up to me and says, hey, I'm a part of the Be The Bridge community, you know, and he's just like, what in the world? This like this organization is everywhere. And that just brought a smile to my face because we may never know that person that's in Bristol, Tennessee, or that person that's in Montana, or that person that's doing this work in Idaho or Iowa. We do know we have touch points in every state, um, but we don't know the names. We don't know the churches. We don't know all of these things. Now, we're hoping to improve that (laughs) um, as it relates to our data, but there are people that are doing this work, that have read the book, that are doing um, the guide and, and and the discussion cards, all these things. And they have been on ramp through Be The Bridge to even go deeper into um, other studies and, um, um, and being activated within their community. And that right there, I was like, that is hopeful. You know, um, it's like right. there's a remnant that's out there that despite what they're seeing, what they're hearing, they are holding to this message of hope. They are holding to um, the uh, this truth of that all of us um, have the right to flourish. They are holding to making things right, you know? So what are, what are, how do you see hope at work um, and be the bridge? Um, Micah, how do you see Hope at Work and Be the Bridge? Uh, yes, thank you. And thank you also for referencing um, collecting data because I always find hope in that with my role. So, um, <laughs> exactly. So it's about. By the <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but, but beyond that, uh, there's so much okay. more. And, and I actually was thinking about um, an event we held in the fall, um, a Be the Bridge live event in Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I was watching that virtually. And I was, I was thinking afterwards as I was kind of processing and I was like, you know, what I'm watching isn't one of these big flashy events where we're going to go out and do something in this one moment. Um, it was more along the lines of um, people sharing where they are on this uh, larger journey. And some of those people were involved in other organizations that overlap with us and walk alongside us. Um, and uh, but, but a lot of those people were part of a local Be The Bridge group. And you can see how they were sharing where they were on their journey of growth as they're going through this process um, of of forming community, of forming cross-racial community. And so it was was like, um, it was more of a be something event than do something event. And so we're seeing these people Mm. who are like, becoming bridge builders who are being bridge builders. And not, that's something that I've always really just loved about the organization. It's not a, we're going to go and we're going to do something. It's that there are people out there learning how to think as bridge builders, learning how to engage as bridge builders. And, um, and so we're seeing people who are transforming into these cross-racial communities that live differently and act more justly because of it. And, and that's something that really gives me hope out of the work of Be The Bridge. Um, mm-hmm. There's times when people are engaged in action and there's times um, when things are hard and people are just uninterested and apathetic out there in the world. But, but Be The Bridge is about living a kingdom justice lifestyle, whatever is happening around us. And so mm-hmm. just seeing events like that that we're doing, seeing people utilizing the resources to be this, uh, it's just a consistency of growth. I mean, I mean, it's an up and down process for everybody, but overall you see people who are just really engaged in trying to live differently and how that changes things. And that was my experience too. I mean, I, I came up through Be The Bridge using Be The Bridge resources and um, it's not an all or nothing. It's a journey. But seeing people who just consistently stick on that journey and who are living it out. And, and that event was about like, hey, here we are. and Here's the spot we are in this bigger process of what we're trying to become. And you start to see how it's changing things around them. 
um, that's that's mm-hmm. just something that really gives me hope in the work that we're doing here as an organization. Yeah. And Tangi, this is, um, you're not even six months into this. Um, right. The time that this plays, you will be six months into it. Um, <laughs> and, and I know you were, um, like so many others, introduced um, to Be The Bridge through an event, a local event that we had. Um, what, what do you see hope in, um, in the work of Be The Bridge? Thank you for asking. Um, You're welcome. The thing that stuck out to me the most uh, when you were explaining the experience that uh, the person you were speaking with had in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. it was just the intentionality of God, how Mm -hmm. intentional he is and how he connects the dots of our lives. And um, you referenced my initial meeting with Be The Bridge, and that was in 2019. I had no idea that I would be in this space. I'm not going to say it, Micah. <laughs> I was going to say. I'll just open I'm not going to give you the details on that. <laughs> well, I will say that I, I had no idea that I would be in this space. I actually um, was a little resistant to uh, um, being a bridge builder because of my personal um, pains, my personal uh I wouldn't say trauma, but just the the concerns I had with where uh, the church was going and how the the disconnect, the discord that existed. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of, I had a bad attitude about it. But to go back to how intentional God is, he introduced me to be the bridge then and brought me here now. And um, there was no denying that it was God. So when I think about that uh, person, that speaker who saw that lady at that um, meeting, it just let me know that we may not know the ways that um, God is working. We may not always know uh, the people whose lives we're touching, uh, but it's happening. Mm -hmm. Now, he gives us glimpses sometimes with uh, that encounter and that subsequent exchange with you and that that um, speaker. However, it's not that's not always the case. Um, so when I see that, it it lets me know the power of it gives me hope that there's power in our yes, that when we are obedient to what God has called us to do, um, especially in a in this difficult work, mm-hmm. uh, he responds to our obedience uh, with. Uh, with doing things that blow our minds. Mm-hmm. And I try to stay in a perpetual state of awe, in awe of God, um, because that keeps me in a place of hope for our yeah. future and my now. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, as I, as I was just uh, reminiscing about that, that's so mm-hmm. good. Um, when we said that our yeses are connected to so many different people. Yeah. Um, and yes. I, I, he, I was just, speaking with someone and he was like, you know, and just think about where you were cultivated, where you grew. You know, I I, I think about coming to faith when I was in college and there was this church um, kind of called mm-hmm. Cornelia Christian Center that I was planted in, um, in, in North Carolina um, in college. And um, Pastor Rosie O'Neill, I was, and I, I'm remembering this because I was um, just yesterday, I was, um, looking um, through Instagram and an actual video of her in the church came up, you know, she's, um, you know, doing all kinds of amazing things, still amazing woman. I remembered her story um, of adoption. She was adopted um, when her, by her parents um, from Germany. Um, She lived in in Germany and now she's reconnected with her biological um, sister and her nephew and they were in Disney World and she was, um, you know, talking about that. And I was like, wow, that's a full circle moment. I remember are talking about that years ago when I was, you know, in, in school and to see where that is now. And then I, I was thinking today, like her, yes, you know, to becoming, um, a pastor starting that church where she has, um, 
helped disciple so many college students. Um, and I, I think about a lot of my friends who are, you know, still walking with Christ now where we were, um, you know, um, discipled in that church and how um, her yes, um, you know, has now become our yes. And then our yes has become someone else's yes. And I'm just thinking about the impact of that. And sometimes you don't take the time to think about that. And that is hope. And we are here because of 12 yeses. Like, oh, you know, like we're a part of a remnant. Not everyone said yes to Jesus. Not everyone chose to follow Jesus. Not everyone, uh, uh, you know, chose to become a part of the way. But some did. And like to see now this trickle down effect, you know, um, this happening, that is the hope where you don't think, you know, everyone is not going to get it. There are some people that are going to refuse it. There are some people that are going to reject this work, but their story won't be that I never knew, you know, their story would be. I refuse to listen. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother level of conviction. Like I want that story. <laughs> I want that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or either, or either, you know what? My ancestors rejected and I was going to carry on the tradition of continuing to reject. Like that is like, um, that is, that's some heaviness. You know, we know that this year as we're going into it, there is going to be a lot of tension. There are going to be people that lose their way. Um, there are going to like, you know, even some of this, what we're seeing is it's like we see two different crops of Christianity where one bears fruit and the other one doesn't, is not bearing fruit that, that resembles Christ. Um, we, we see this conflict. We want to be truth tellers um, and we want to be people of peace. How do we faithfully hold this together? How do we tell the truth, um, but also um, be a person of of, of peace, um, Micah? Okay. Um, I, I, instantly, the first thing I thought of on this is uh, my go-to quote. I have it in my office here, and it's from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who says, true peace is not merely the absence of tension, it's the presence of justice. And so it makes hmm. me ask, how do we f- define justice? Because justice is the glue, I think, that holds these two things together here. Um, yes. And so for me, the most simple way that I can think to define justice is right relationship. Um, right hmm. relationship between people and within systems. And, and right relationship yeah. to me as a Christian is based on this foundational principle that um, every person is loved and valued by God. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I look at justice mm-hmm. in this way, um, mm-hmm. we aren't asking, how do I stay comfortable no matter what is going on around me? Um, I mm-hmm. think that's what a lot of people think of when they think of peace is this concept of, of comfort. Right. And so how am I going to stay comfort? And that causes us to deny truth telling. Um, we have to stay okay. in the lies in order to remain comfortable a lot of times because we do not live with injustice in the society around us. When we're looking at the broader world, or the nation, or communities. Um, and so um, what, what instead we have to do is, um, is be honest and say, how do I see where the relationships are broken and systems and people are yeah. operating out of that broke, brokenness? That requires mm-hmm. truth-telling. And, and also mm-hmm. I have to ask, what privileges and what access and what influences and what gifts and what skills do I, do I have as a person that can be utilized to restore right relationships? That's some internal truth-telling that I have to engage right. in. And, um, and out of all that, then I can work to engage in the work of justice, of restoring right relationship um, in which people are seen and valued. And so that brings us toward a true peace that comes when we're um, just living in a justice that's reflective of kingdom justice and um, not this false version of justice. That's just about personal comfort. um, Even when we're that allows us to be willing to marginalize and devalue other people around Mm -hmm. us. So I I guess to sum all that up, um, justice is what holds this together in the right concept of what that means, what peace is and defining those terms. I like what you said, you know, peace does not come without tension. 
And I'm, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for this, this conversation because so many people, when they want peace, they want to ignore and they, they're really saying they want comfort and they want to turn away and they want to look away. And there's a lot of things now happening in our society where we can't turn away from, we can't, you know, look away from it. Um, in the in feeling that it's going to go away. Some of these things, unless we face it, unless we are seeking justice, we're rendering justice, there will be no peace. There is no, um, you know, peace without justice. Justice, you know, um, is the drum major um, for peace. And so we have to remember that in, in, in this work that we're doing um, is that if we want true peace, um, that we have to um, seek dr- justice and a part of seeking justice is being a truth teller. And what we do with Be The Bridge is, you know, we're truth tellers and we lead um, with grace, you know. Um, but even even in our grace, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. So there's discomfort in truth te- telling altogether. So when someone is giving you the truth, it's it's uncomfortable. And so we always tell people to prepare for the discomfort because uh, <laughs> we're going to be uncomfortable together. Um, Tangie, you know, how do we faithfully hold these together? How do we faithfully hold, um, you know, being a truth teller and being also um, peace builders? Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty visual. So as bo- the both of you were speaking, I thought about peace. So for those of us who are Christ followers, we believe in Jesus. Jesus is peace personified. He's the Prince of Peace. So he came and we think about what I thought about what he did on the earth, what he accomplished. He was all about and is all about justice. That you, to your point, is in order to get to that point, a lot of truths needed to be told. Jesus wasn't concerned with our feelings or the feelings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees or the people of the day. He just wanted to make sure out of love that you were clear on who he was, who he is, who, how God feels about them. And I mean, about people and our response to that. Mm. I don't want to over oversimplify some of the, the agitation that exists when we, um, when people are hearing truths and responding to it. But at the core, as Christians uh, who are Christ followers, we, we have to, one, be honest with what is true in the Word of God. We are mm-hmm. image bearers. If we are image bearers and he created everyone equal, we cannot create our own doctrine around what I mean, because it uh, around what is said in the Bible, because it suits us. And if so, um, if we do what if we align ourselves with scripture mm-hmm. and um, and are intentional about following what Christ says, as we say we are, then this shouldn't be difficult. We should be able to hear the hard stuff. We should be able to, because of truth, um, turn our um, direction, the direction where we were going and walk in truth. So I, um, I see that this year has a potential to be um, really difficult for many because so many things are happening. Yeah. And because our emotions are involved, because they directly impact us, mm-hmm. um, sometimes truth truth gets clouded with emotions. Mm-hmm. So our responsibility at Be The Bridge is to continue to, one, make sure that we are aligned in truth, make sure that we are committed to project that truth out. Mm-hmm. And we continue to walk in that because, yes, there will be agitation, but um, but there will be no peace without justice. And God requires us to continue in that space. Yeah. So that's just that's just my um, illustrative mind, the way that I think through that. Mm-hmm. We are we are it's our sole responsibility mm-hmm. to once we know truth, speak truth. Because that's the only way that we will accomplish what the Prince of Peace 
called us to accomplish after he left um, mm-hmm. in the world if we continue with justice mm-hmm. and continue with truth. Yeah, and, and you're I just making me think, too, that... Go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking while you're talking, like, ahead, even while Jesus was here, we were realizing that he was he was causing tension sometimes as he was working for peace in the way he spoke yes. to like the Sadducees and Pharisees, yes. you know, th- those sort of people. A lot of times he was engaging. He, he would walk into the tension because, you know, you have to go through that tension in order to move towards a yeah. more uh, true, true peace state. And so I just thought that was an interesting thing to, to bring up and want to piggyback off that real quick. Yeah. 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 So good. And, you know, and I think um, as, as we think of hope, um, you know, um, hope is also about um, perseverance, you know, um, hope, you know, it looks at the past and it also remembers what God says. So our, our hope is what is to come, you know, and, 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 and also remembering the faithfulness of God. And so because God has a track record, you know, um, that also gives me hope. And so it's in what God did, um, what God is doing and knowing what God will do. Um, you know, um, and, and when we talk about this hope, it's not, you know, I want to make sure that we understand it's not optimism or wish for thinking as we talk about. We're talking about some hard things. How do we hold on to hope when the world is falling apart? You know, when the literal world is falling apart and yes. maybe our communities, maybe our families, maybe marriages, mm. maybe relationships, when all of that is falling apart, how do we hang to hope? So, you know, it's like, it's this, this confident expectation and trust mm. in God's promises and his faithfulness. And, um, and this goes beyond this wishful thinking. It is grounded in the character of God and in the certainty that he will fulfill um, his promises. And I think that is the thing when we're thinking about, you know, um, because it's easy for us to give up. I see people giving up, you know, um, running out of, out of gas, you know, Um, we also have to look at what is fueling you, you know, what are you ingesting to fuel you? And so we have to make sure that we're fueling ourselves um, with things that give hope, you know, hope givers, you know, um, the word of God is a part of that hope giver. Um, there are people, um, there are sometimes people around you that will, um, um, kind of take air out of you, you know, versus putting air in, you know, they will extinguish you versus, um, you know, igniting you. Um, so what are some things, you know, um, as people are listening, as 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 we look look into this this year for our community, those who are listening, and you know, sometimes you don't have the words, you don't have um, all the history, you don't have all the knowledge. Um, what are some things in our community that that can allow them um, to hold on? Um, to hope this year as we engage in difficulties and and just hard life, you know, uh, we don't know what's around the corner, but we know that there's some preparation that needs to happen um, in our hearts, in our minds. There's some some conditioning that we need to do to prepare um, for the year to come. What is, you know, what are some of the things that you're doing as far as that conditioning, um, you know, as you prepare for the new year, Micah? Well, yeah, this, this is a hard question because sometimes I found myself, find myself really struggling for hope in some of these seasons with all of the stuff going on. It just seems like there's always something new happening when I'm looking out at the world around Mm -hmm. me. Um, that's, that's the real of it. I mean, it is, it is hard. Um, and I, I don't know, yeah. it seems like right now the world just seems like it's losing its mind, but I don't know that mm-hmm. that's necessarily new. It's just now. <laughs> so so people have been dealing uh-huh. with this for a long time in different ways. And I, I think it kind of goes back to some things we've been talking about for me is that we can get really caught up in looking at what's happening um, 
you know, in uh, all these places with wars that are going on and, and people being harmed in those. We see the natural disasters. We see the political climate. Um, all of those things, we start looking at those, we're going to get lost in despair. Um, and so for me, mm-hmm. it's like kind of always coming back to this mindset that um, the kingdom already exists and mm. and already has this worked out. It, it is functioning correctly in God's kingdom. And that's the place that we're citizens of. And I think um, our work is grounded in that. The work we do at Be the Bridge is grounded mm. in that. We talk about it a lot. I mean, we talked about this in our prayer call recently. You know, it's like like constantly coming back mm-hmm. to to that idea of like staying centered in the right place. Um, if I look around yeah. to the world, I'm not going to be a hopeful person. I'm not going to yeah, have that yeah, right. expectation. <laughs> but but if I can stay focused on the kingdom. Um, and that I already have a citizenship there, and I'm simply an ambassador in this broken world, then that is a way mm-hmm. that I can hold on to hope even as I'm walking in what's happening around me. And and we can shine a light in that. And I think, you know, Be the Bridge tries to do that so so well. Um, we're not always perfect as it, at it as no one is, but I think that, that, that we have these communities and these people, and even internally within the organization, this constant coming back to the correct center so that we can keep doing this hard work in hard times without burning out because we're able to function out of that, um, that kingdom focus that we have in that center. I mean, I know I'll just call out um, Michelle Evans right now because she's always like making sure that we come back to it. We're always coming back to prayer. Um, We're always coming back to like, that. this is bigger God's work. And I know Tasha, you also do this because you're like, this isn't my work. This is something that's God give, God given, and we're aligning with it. And those things are helpful to me mm-hmm. to remember yeah. that, like, we are trying to walk out what God has given us to do. Um, we are not just trying to yeah. do it on our own. We're doing it as a community of bridge builders, and we are doing it as a part of something that already is with the kingdom and God's design. Yeah, yeah, and I think that helps you take things. Um, not as personal uh, when that work is rejected or when it is um, um, when people are in denial of it, um, because mm-hmm. when you look at this as God's work, um, you know, um, God's hope is like people are not necessarily rejecting you. Um, they're rejecting what God is doing. And, you know, I know that helps me continue um, um, in the work and it also helps give me compassion um, yes um, for people um, that are that, that are in that that state you know and to exercise that um, humility that's needed um, when people are um, in need of rescue and um, and of a uh, of a, a true relationship with with um, their savior. And so I think that that is something, you know, that, that I always go back to. Um, what about um, um, you, Tanji? What is something, you know, when we, we think about this, this work, what, how would you advise our community to hold on to hope um, this year? First of all, Micah was over there preaching. Yes, I'm was. sitting here shaking. <laughs> so, and he does it so, back and he forth. just does it so like casually. Um, but this man is a wealth of wisdom, and I love it. <laughs> I almost got up and started running. <laughs> but that's true. Um, I I say this often that um, it's important for us to build an altar. Mm to where God has delivered us from um, something, where we've overcome something, where God has been faithful. Remember in Bible days when God did something, they built an altar in praise and worship to to God for that. And we have to do that ourselves mentally, emotionally, sometimes journaling these things so we can go back to them when these times come. Um, And say, God, I remember you to be faithful in 2012 when you did this and because you cannot change you cannot you're immutable Uh that we trust you Uh in the same way Mm. 
And this does not take you by, by surprise. Micah, just like you said, this is not new. There's nothing new under the sun. Evil has existed. Chaos has existed. Injustice has existed from the beginning of time. However, God is still God and he's, he's in the midst. And so, um, so I would say that it's very easy to, for these life circumstances to throw you off, off balance and throw you off course emotionally, me as well. And my, I know when I am that way, because I find myself in the fetal position on the couch, just like Mm -hmm. rocking because it seems so heavy, but I have to, in those times, uh, make myself stand up and raise my hands up. And sometimes it's having someone else raise my hands up mm-hmm. and remind me of who God is and what God has done. And that yeah. encourages, um, that gives you hope and strength uh, because you know that he hasn't, he hasn't left you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even um, to your point, what we spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. God gives us glimpses that he's in control when he, you get an email from someone saying, you changed my life. The words that you said changed my life. He'll give you those little, like, I, I say pushes to kind of keep moving because he lets you know that um, in good or bad, all these things are working together for good of those who are called according to his purpose. This is his work. Mm, yeah. So he does it the way that he chooses to do it for the ultimate, ultimately for good. Yeah. So those are those are things yeah. that encourage me. Yeah. And so those are things that um, we hold hold on to. I like that what you said about journaling and and having having an altar of remembrance, because a lot of our faith is about remembrance. You know, the season that we're coming out of, you know, when we talk about Advent and, and Christmas and the season that we are, you know, preparing to go into as it relates to Lent and, and resurrection, like these cycles of remembrance where we're recalling um, what God has mm-hmm. done. You know, and 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 allowing us to um, have faith in what God will do. Um, you know, um, hope provides us with strength and assurance in challenging times. Um, it reminds us that God is in control, no matter despite what things look like. God is in control. It may it may seem like chaos all around us. I have to remember remember that because I'm recalling what God has done in other chaotic times, even when circumstances seem uncertain. Um, and it offers us comfort, peace, and a sense of purpose, knowing that God's plans are ultimately for our good. And those are the things that we must cling to um, during these seasons of, of difficulty. And we have to surround ourselves. I think the other thing is too, surrounding yourself with people who are going to also help encourage you in that, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pastor who's like, you know, or, you know, you got to fly with the eagles, you know? <laughs> like, you know but but it's, it's not so much as that, but it's like you can be around people that can empower you so that you in turn can empower other people that need um, some help and hope in times of uncertainty, where people that can't pray, that you can pray, people who can't lift up their arms, that you can lift up their arms um, because of the work and the preparation that you've done. Um, it, you know, this, this is the type of hope that instills perseverance, allowing us to press on with confidence, um, um, that knowing that God is faithful, and that his purposes are going going to prevail, and that's hard. Like that's hard to see sometimes in in the midst of everything that's happening. It's hard to see and hard to understand it. But I I think about e- even decisions in 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 my life. Um, be the bridge was birthed out of uncertainty and um and and discontent with what was happening in the world. It was um, birthed out of out of a catalytic moment of something tragic that happened to someone's mm-hmm. child. And that was the the push that I needed to um to say yes. Um counting the cost that you know people don't like to support this work, um, that people die from this type of work, truth telling, you know, all of these things um, but that tragedy 
um, there was hope in the midst of that tragedy that I would have never um, seen if it hadn't been for that moment. And so, um, what 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 are some people, you know, um, you know, who are some people that you are gleaning hope from, um, you know, during this time now or in times past? Okay, I'm gonna. There, there's a few people. Okay. First are my parent, my parents, who, like I told you, I'm really into stories and how God, per, I mean, you know, calls, um, brings people together in the work that they do. So they have always been a source of um, wisdom and guidance and um, stability for me. And they they tell me the truth. And that has helped me to mature. And um, that's 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 them. But Additionally, uh, I see the young people. I've worked with young people in different capacities over the years. And um, I have nieces and nephews and mentees and even the young people who are associated with Be The Bridge. And I get to see uh, how they are advocating, not for them, only for themselves, but leaders are raising, are being, um, sorry, we're raising up leaders who are speaking against an injustice and are truth-telling um, in their respective spaces. And they are very excited and um, uh, to be a part of uh, Be The Bridge initiatives. They see the importance and the value in that. And um, their experiences are different than ours, and ours, our experiences are different than our parents. But I see how uh, that that fight, that torch has been passed on from generation to generation. Mm. It evokes in me a sense of hope and also responsibility mm. to make mm. sure that they are equipped as possible to lead the charge uh, for, you know, when, when we're gone, you know? Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, those, those people, they bring me a lot of hope. They bring me a lot of If you've been enjoying and learning from the Be The Bridge podcast, we invite you to join us in this work. You can support and sustain our mission as a recurring partner at bethebridge.com forward slash give. You can also help spread this word of bridge building by supporting and really sporting our apparel. So if you haven't gotten your Be The Bridge hat, sweatshirt, all of the things, let's take the message to the street. Visit our online store at shop.bethebridge.com and make sure we're spreading the word about all the work that Be The Bridge is doing and will do. At Be The Bridge, we're doing the work to empower people and culture toward racial healing racial equity, and racial reconciliation. And this work is only possible because of the generosity of bridge builders like you. So thank you so much for those of you who are listening and sharing our podcast, sharing our polls, those of you who are giving to this work um, that's helping us create resources and material um, that will transform hearts. Um, so join us at bethebridge.com forward slash give and let's continue to build bridges together. Thank you so much. A lot of people see youth as a threat. Um, I heard someone mentioning, you know, that, um, you know, all these young people are voting, you know, like it's a threat. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that, there's hope in that. Like the fact that we right. can look at yes. young people, <laughs> you know, you know, wanting to in, in, engage um, in, in, you know, um, 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 in, um, you know, Politics are about people, you know, so 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 young people wanting to do the work of people um, when we would look at um, exercising their um, their civil rights, like like if that could be looked at in a negative way, um, there's something distorted in that. You know, there, there's something I see it as something hopeful that there's care 
in compassion. Um, there's, there's, in, you know, people are empowered, you know, um, when you see that. So when you bring it up, when you bring up the youth, especially like the, the youth of Be the Bridge, like some of the things that we've heard and, um, mm-hmm. you know, like we're like this, the future is, is going to be bright, you know. Uh, but we want to make sure that we're walking with them, um, not just, you know, we talk about handing them the baton, but they don't want that. They, they're like, no, we we need you in this world. Like, don't just be passive me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Of a time, like you know, to take on, you know, you dump all this, this, this mess on me that 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 you broke, but um, but you know, how do you continue? You know, how can we do this and partner in this work together with our youth? And I think bringing youth along uh, with us, you know, just as Jesus did, you know, as he modeled that, um, you know, the, telling the children to come. In, you know, um, um, onto him, you know, into him. So, um, you know, so I think that's, that, that's really important. Micah, what about you? Yeah, I was actually going to bring up youth too, but come at it from a slightly different angle and start with um, a person who gives me hope is my therapist. And I'm a strong, uh-huh. strong supporter of therapy. Um, uh-huh. Just thinking about, I had a great session yesterday um, and just, you know, finding more hope in myself and learning how to like love myself and all those sort of things. Um, yeah. And, and as I think about that, I think about all the work that I've done with my therapist to break these generational cycles. And, and then I think about how um, tomorrow uh, I'm going to be sitting down with a friend and her oldest son, who's in seventh grade, my two middle kids who are eighth and 10th graders. And we're mm-hmm. going to be having a book discussion over um, Born a Crime and, and just thinking about this is the second one we're doing and how we have this whole thing about wanting to um, have our kids think through and discuss and understand different perspectives. That's like the main point of this. So we can be more empathetic and compassionate and understanding. And so like that is just like thinking about how when I was growing up, this was not something that was happening in my household. Mm. That's not a moral statement, even with my parents. That's just like, as a white person, we were not talking about these things. We just had a certain way we would look at something. And now I'm looking at how I'm seeing a lot more. um, There's a lot to be discouraged by out there, but there's also some things to be um, hopeful about. And we are seeing people have to address the, the, um, injustice within our history and how that's impacting us today. And sometimes some of that's pushback. Some of that is like, I need to talk about how we don't need to talk about that. But that's even Mm -hmm. more advanced from where I was, where it just wasn't a thing to even think about that. Now we're having to actively like try and work against it. And that's a hard thing to look at positively. But I think it is that we're being forced to confront it. Um, But then also Mm -hmm. there are people who are who have these kids who are learning these di- different like ideas and perspectives, not as a threat, but as something to learn from. And just thinking about how these are tangible ways that we see people um, changing the dynamics going forward into the future, because these people are going to be mm-hmm. the community leaders going forward. And so that's, that's one area with youth that I'm just really excited about um, and how, th- how that plays out. Um, the other one I want to bring up is I was, you know, I'm in the data all the time. I brought that up at the beginning. And <laughs> I was I was looking for something in our system that looks at our donors. And I noticed that we had this donor who's given $5.40 a month. And they've been doing that for over three years. And I noticed we have a lot of people who are like five and ten dollar donors in there and who have been doing it for three Mm. plus years. And I started thinking about it. And I started thinking, this puts them back in like 2020, roughly. And all the stuff that was going on there and all the the disruption that was happening in the world. Um, And and I thought, you know, when all that happens, a lot of times, okay, it gets to be a really big thing. Everyone's making a big big deal about it. We're going to change the world. And then it gets hard and people kind of drift away and you don't see them anymore and what happened to everybody. Um, And I can get caught up in that, like seeing the people drifting away. But then I see these people 
who are like, okay, they didn't drift away. They probably didn't have a ton to give in the first place. And they committed to giving a little bit to help the work that we're doing. And they have continued to faithfully give month after month after month into the 30s and 40 months now. And just thinking yeah. about how, how those people give me hope who just like have stuck with it and see those little ways as mattering. And, and so I just keep looking at that and like, like our donors are an example of that. And I appreciate our larger donors too, but I just think about these, these little donations, they matter and they say something about where a person is and also, um, and also their ability to their endurance, like their willing to stick with it. There's a lot of people who are willing to just keep going and we kind of get lost in the people Falling off because the work gets hard, but so much hope in those people who just keep going. We see it all through Be the Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, like their their commitment, um, you know, our donors' commitment allow us to do this work. Without them, we, we're not able to do this podcast mm-hmm. because we have to you know, pay a producer, like we have to pay for an engineer, you know, the platform that we're using, all that costs, you know, Riverside, like all the, all these things Mm -hmm. that cost to add up and, you know, and basically, you know, um, the cost of a drink or the cost of a meal, um, you know, or, you know, um, a car payment or, or whatever that may be for some people that looks different, but people are doing, um, um, was tangible to them um, to bring about um, hope and peace and justice um, through the work of um, of Be the Bridge. I, I was I was just thinking, you know, like this is going to be a time where we, you know, like you know, it's like to hold on to scripture during this time, you know, as we talk about remembrance and recalling. Um, I want you to think about just a scripture that just stands out to you that um, that people, that you want people to hold to um, in this moment. I want to read um, just um, Rome, as we get ready to close, um, Romans 5, 1 through um uh, one through five. And, you know, this is entitled Peace and Hold. I'm just going to read that as you guys are thinking. And I want to give s- just some scriptures, just some to help guide people through the darkness, because I think one of the things that we're seeing and why we're dealing with, you know, the things that we're dealing with in our world is how we've also interpreted scripture and, um, just the, the hermeneutics that we've embraced that are not um, life giving, um, that that are that don't represent the fruit of the spirit. That's that's a good litmus test. Like <laughs> you know, um, you know, it, it's the scripture leading you toward compassion, um, humility, where um, that is 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 representing the dignity um, in the image of God and and and. Um, and all people. Um, and sometimes when it's not leading you towards love, you know, that's a good litmus test and where something may mm-hmm. have not been interpreted, you know, um, 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 well or right and righteously. And so it says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, um, and this is the NIV, we have um, peace with God through our, our Lord Jesus Christ, through through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given, um, has been given to us. And so when we reflect on that, um, this scripture reminds us of the incredible gift of salvation we have received through the faith in Jesus. It reveals the depth of God's love and his desire for a restored relationship with each of us. It also encourages us to live in the peace that comes from knowing who we are. Um, We are justified by faith, confident in our standing before God. Um, It invites us to continually, continuously embrace and appreciate the grace and peace that flows um, from Jesus Christ. What what are some things that... um, 
that kind of stands out um, to you, um, some scriptures that you hold on to when um, times get hard and when when it feels like it's easy to learn to lean into hopelessness or you know it's easy to 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 doubt and it doesn't and hope the hope is not without doubt. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't want you guys to hear that. Hope is without doubt. I think um, I think doubt can be um, exercised in a in a in a um, in a positive way because to me um, sometimes that doubt can fuel my faith when I when I lean into it and work um, work within it. You know, it can um, do that. What is something that stands out to you that you would like to share with our community? Um, I, I, I'm, I have this kind of thought come into me as, as we're talking, and I think there's a, something we've talked about, but we haven't named, and that's lament. Uh-huh. And yes. thinking about how there, there's hope in lament. And so mm-hmm. it's not like it goes along the lines of what you were saying about the, uh, this is different. What we're talking about is different than just this uh, positivity um, all the time, trying to be right. positive and, and pretend like right. everything's good. And so there are uh-huh. times when I, I just don't feel hopeful and I just have to acknowledge it yeah. um, because there's a lot of pressure to try and feel hopeful all the time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's okay to take a minute and acknowledge it. You know, that there's times where I yeah. just don't feel like things are coming together. Everything's falling apart around me. And, mm-hmm. and then, but then out of that, I can take comfort. Um, and the fact that we don't always have to have have it all together. We don't always have to feel like yeah. we're holding on to hope. Um, because the fulfillment of hope doesn't rest in me. It rests in God. Yeah. And, and He has given us a spirit so that um, He has us, even when we don't, don't got it that day. Um, so just like thinking about going to Him in that and, and trusting in Him in that. And it takes me to so um, Lamentation, Lamentations 3 which, you yes. know, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. I always knew that song and loved that song. But for yeah. so long, I didn't understand the context of that song, where, mm. where it comes from this scripture where we're standing in the destruction of, um, of Jerusalem, of Israel. And most people have been taken into, either killed or taken into Babylonian captivity. And there's yeah. just these people left. And so I was just going to read a little bit of that um, with that context, you know, um, in Lamentations 3. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance has perished. So is my hope from the Lord. And then, and then that's, I feel like that's a personal perspective. And then, then it's like, remember my affliction and my wonderings. Like it turns to this prayer. Remember my affliction and my wonderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So I just love, like sometimes when I just feel like everything's destruction around me, I just come back to that place and imagine myself in that position where they were and turn back to this prayer, remembering that God's yeah. got it even when I don't. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you, I, I'm glad that you brought up lament because this is definitely um, something that we, um, for our community, we tell people to hold to because when you don't have the words, you know, when you're when you're um, trying to cling to hope, like the, the response of that, Oh, it, it is um, is lament, and um, we're in a lamenting season right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's yes. so much to um, to lament, and th- and you can do those things in tangible. Like both of them are true. You can be hopeful and lament. You know, um, you yes. can have joy. And lament, you know, um, the world, um, especially Western culture, tries to put us in a box where, you know, um, if you're lamenting, you can't have joy. Or if you have joy, you must not be lamenting. But, it, you know, there there are gray areas, you know, um, this is not um, um, some pretty little box that we can fit all of our our, our um, um, emotions into. Um, Tangi, what is a, a scripture that you're holding on to in this season? Um. 
mine doesn't, the scripture that I hold on to is not uh, directly related to hope, but um, I find hope in knowing that God sees me. And sometimes Mm. the reason that I feel unstable is Mm. because I feel like, wait, wait, God, where are, where are you? As, As if you've left me. And Mm. or you've left the world and you I have to consciously put myself, remind myself that I'm important to God and that that he's with me. So my favorite all time favorite passage that um, brings me to tears is Psalm 139. And of course, that he he created me specifically, uniquely, uh, but also that I can't flee his spirit, his presence, like wherever I am, he is. So Psalm 139, seven, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. And that that I draw, I personally just draw strength from being reminded that God is with me and um, that God is in control, that he hasn't left. And I think that that's important for this time. We talked about how intentional God is and that that even through chaos and evil, God does good things. He allows good to permeate Mm -hmm. from the darkness, um, light to to come through, uh, shine through the darkness. And um, so we talked about being conscious of that. And um, when we are come, we come to a place of recognition where God delivers us or shows himself, we need to build an altar. Um, and then those times where we feel lost and we feel as if he has, his, has taken his hand off of us, we need to be reminded that he's with us and that he can't leave us even if he wanted to. So. Yeah, beautiful. So good. I mean, I, and I, I think in, in, in this is just a little reminder, just remember that as um, people are, um, clinging to hope as people are um, clinging to God, like um, that we don't silence um, someone's lament or someone's hope. Um, yes. I, I was just reminded of um, just thinking about Job and um, Job's lament. It, it, it says, um, therefore, I will not be kept silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit. Um, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. And I, I, I see a lot of that happening around around us. And sometimes we're wanting to silence it. Um, but God is saying, uh, allow them to speak. You know, this is that there, there's going to be so much birth out of this anguish that we feel that sometimes we can't comprehend it, but it's the thing that keeps us sane. Um, it's the key thing that keeps us whole. And it's the thing that reminds us that God is still in control. So um, I'm I'm thankful for um, where God has taken um, Be the Bridge um, this year, where God would um, will continue um, to take this work um, that we do and the people that we have been so gracious to lead. Um, this isn't a perfect work. Um, you know, we are not perfect people. Uh, this isn't a perfect organization, um, but we are an organization um, that looks to the hill, which comes our help. And our help comes from the Lord. And um, that is yes. um, something that um, we hold true. And, um, that we cannot do this work apart from God, and um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, the, sometimes the, the the people in the church are not as kind as we would want them to be. Um, you know, in our in our lament and in our hope, um, but we are clinging to God in that that God would turn hearts, um, that He would transform minds. And that he would um, redeem um, um, souls, you know, in the midst of this. So thank you guys for joining me on the Be The Bridge 
podcast. Um, we are empowered by hope. Um, make sure that you pick up. Um, if you, you know, maybe this year you're thinking about joining a Be the Bridge group, go to our website, find out how you can get connected. Um, maybe you're looking to dig deep um, in this work to continue um, your growth and, and process. You know, we have um, on our website, we have a list of resources. Uh, we have um, a, an academy um, that we launched where you can lean into this and grow with your community. Micah mentioned um, about the book study that he's doing with um, his children and, part- and, and, and partner with another friend and their kids. Um, you know, we have Be the Bridge Youth in College. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. um, books that are out there. We have more content now than, um, a, you know, in this subject matter to help people who want to be helped, um, um, to, to heal people that, that, that are looking to be healed. Um, you know, um, so, the, you know, check out our website, go to our website, follow us on all the socials, um, you know, um, um, download the guide um, and start a group, join a group, you know, all, all the things. And then also buy the book and yes. <laughs> buy the book yes. and, and, and the book that is to come, um, you know. <laughs> and so thank you so much for your support. Um, you know, although we know we are preparing for a, a, um, a, um, a year ahead of us. We don't know what's around the corner, but God is preparing us. And together um, we can endure. Together we can persevere. Uh, Make sure that you're not doing this alone. Um, Partner um, with people. If you don't have people in your community, um, look for people online, you know, um, connect with us so that you know that you are not in this alone. And thank you to all of the people who have locked arms with Be The Bridge. you are a part of our hope in this journey. So thank you so much um, um, for listening to us and thank you for joining us on the Be The Bridge Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Be The Bridge Podcast. To find out more about the Be The Bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community, go to bethebridge.com. Again, that's bethebridge.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lauren C. Brown is the senior producer. And transcribed by Sarah Knatzer. Please join us next time. This has been a Be The Bridge production. Oh